music to hello hi we have a very very hi <laughs> we have a special guest with us today say your name emily hammer <laughs> yay emily and i go way back to our days in paris Oh my gosh, it was so fun living in Paris. Yeah. We used to live there. Remember when we lived in Paris? <laughs> JK, we were there for two weeks, but it was amazing. Um, we <laughs> met on a study abroad, and you were a music th- fellow music therapy student. I sure was. Yeah. So Those were such fun times. It was such a good time. Okay, tell us where you're from. Tell us where you went to school. Tell us where you are now. Okay. So my name is Emily and I'm from Houston, Texas, but I live in Nashville now because I went to Belmont University and I did my internship at Heart and Harmony Music Therapy in Fort Worth, um, which is where Danielle and I lived together while I was an intern and she was working in the Fort Worth area. Um, And then I moved back to Nashville after my internship. And have just been doing all sorts of contract work since I got back to Nashville. Yeah, which we're so excited to talk about because you represent such a large part of the music therapy community, but neither of Mm. us have had the experience doing that. So we're excited to learn more and let people know like what that style of music therapy looks like. Um, For sure. You're super cool though. Like where else did you live growing up? Oh my gosh. Okay. So when I was younger, my dad, he um, is an attorney for an oil company. And when I was in fifth and sixth grade, we lived in Dubai. And then when I was in eighth and ninth grade, we lived in Singapore. But other than that, just been in Texas my whole life. Um, Yeah. That's a little fun fact about me. (laughs) That's super cool. Yeah, it's no, like so random yeah it's so random and I feel like it is such a big part of my life but how do you just casually bring that up in conversation like <laughs> oh my family used to live in these other countries like I don't know <laughs> <laughs> just like but, insert it yeah. randomly but it's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> makes me so cool. yeah well and another really cool part your part about your journey that I want to talk about is you didn't initially go to Belmont this is true this is true I originally went to the Berkeley College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts um, for my freshman year. And then I, I transferred to Belmont as a sophomore. Did you do music therapy at Berkeley? So Berkeley, they don't allow you to declare a major uh, until you're a sophomore. So oh. I had not officially declared a major. You're kind of just taking your general music classes, obviously, because Berkeley is a conservatory so everybody's doing music um yeah and I had initially planned to double major in performance and music therapy (laughs) and I was young and naive and did not know (laughs) what that would entail (laughs) and once I um decided to transfer I decided to just go full-fledged music therapy and I'm so glad that I did nice that's really cool. So cool. Okay, so did you know Thanks. about music therapy going into Berkeley? Um, I knew about it a little bit. Um, I didn't really know what it was, what it meant, what kinds of things you could do with music therapy. It just sounded super interesting to me, and I was like, oh, that would be 
something cool to <laughs> learn more about. But um, no, yeah, I didn't have like any prior experience coming into college mm. or really like prior knowledge to what music therapy was. Well, tell us about your time at Belmont and how it was to transfer. Cause I know that was tough. Yeah. Um, and just like your music therapy education journey. Yeah. So um, transferring from Berkeley to Belmont, it definitely was the right choice for me. Berkeley, um, right out of high school, I was super angsty, super eager to get out of Texas. Um, And I thought that that was kind of the college experience that I wanted. And I was like, I don't need to do Greek life. I don't need to be involved in like any other clubs or anything like I was just so focused on music and when I got to Berkeley and saw all my friends from high school having these super full enriching college experiences I was like oh maybe maybe I do want that and so when I had decided to transfer Belmont was just like the perfect mix of having a really strong music school and having a lot of people who are super into music um but then still having all of the options of a, you know, more typical college experience. Um, So yeah, that's initially why I decided to transfer to Belmont. And once I got there, it was great. I mean, there definitely were some bumps along the road just with figuring out classes and um, how it was all going to fit into my schedule. Because I mean, y'all know, like the music therapy program is full to the brim each semester and so (laughs) trying to figure out like where all of my classes were going to fit and um, everything was definitely a challenge for me to even graduate on time which like Mm. I put that in air quotes because music therapy majors do four years of school and then the six-month internship so like we're not even technically graduating on time unless you're a crazy person like Danielle and (laughs) um, do coursework in three and a half years and then do (laughs) your internship all within the four years but um you know it all worked out I took some summer classes we got it done all the classes in the four years somehow by the grace of God and then yeah did my internship um gosh when even was that was it I guess it was January 21 22 Yes. January 22, um, to, to that summer. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, I finished my internship about a year ago. Isn't that crazy? Sorry. I was just looking at, I have my, um, my CBMT like certificate (laughs) (laughs) right next to me. And yeah, (laughs) it was July 26th. Oh my God. Almost, almost a year ago. I took, um, my, my board exam. (laughs) That is so weird. Uh, so freaking wild and you've been back in Nashville since then like for a year I know yeah Uh, it's been about a year since I've been back which is really strange to think about so much has changed (laughs) so you did your internship at Heart and Harmony what Mm -hmm. tell us about like the patient population you worked with there what drew you to the internship like were you interested in that population all throughout college like how did all of that come to be yeah so initially I was super interested in music therapy because 
I did best buddies in high school. Um, and if people don't know what best buddies is, it's basically just like a program throughout high schools in the U S and maybe internationally, I'm actually not sure, but you just, um, are paired with, uh, a special needs kid at your school and you just like spend time with them and get to know them and like bring them out into the community. And it's just a really, really awesome program that really impacted me in high school. And, um, I always knew that I just really loved working with the disability community and um, was also heavily involved in theater in high school. I was a big theater kid. So just bridging my love for music and um, my love for working with, you know, all sorts of different kinds of people uh, is really what drew me to music therapy. And so Heart and Harmony. And let me let me pause you there, because like whenever Emily says theater kid, she means like my now sister-in-law knew who Emily was when we were in high school because of Emily's like high school theater, because they performed at the Texas like thesbian convention. And my now the Texas thesbian state festival is what yes. it was called. And my sister-in-law who had no idea who Emily was ever was obsessed with Emily mm-hmm. and knew her by name, followed her on social media oh my God. because of the role that Emily had in what was the show? The 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. <laughs> and literally That's wild. It was insane. I'll never forget Anna telling me. And then we were a little tipsy on wine and she was like crying, singing along with the song. She's like, this is what Emily did. And then oh they and then they finally got to meet. No. <laughs> and we were wow. and then we were both in we were both in your wedding. I and know. So it's really crazy how how paths paths cross right <laughs> that is wild isn't that hilarious wild. yeah and they were in yeah and we were in dallas i mean like, i that's far yeah that honestly was the peak of definitely my high school experience maybe of my life yeah still undecided peaked but in high yes, school when when i say i was a theater kid i was like a huge theater kid like almost majored <laughs> in musical theater um very happy that I did not pursue that path but <laughs> yes um, yes oh that's my favorite Anyways. story ever that's that's like I, wild. Wild. <laughs> I didn't know where it was going <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> all right so uh heart and harmony music therapy yes, yes. Um, what was heart and harmony about yeah so heart and harmony they primarily serve individuals with disabilities on the class waivers in Texas um So Texas has these waivers that are covered by insurance um, where people with disabilities can receive services through the state. And so Heart and Harmony works through the state of Texas under those class waivers and is able to provide services that way, Um, which I think is just really interesting. Also, I think Texas is number two in the country for disability services. Number one, I think, is Indiana. yeah, I was going to say, and, I've heard of the waivers in Indiana. They do a Medicaid waiver that's related. Um, yeah, I yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know Texas did that. So that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. It is such a great program. I wish that every state had um, opportunities like that for people with disabilities. Because, I mean, even though Texas is number two in the country for disability services, the, the wait list for um, the class waiver is... 10 years, something insane. Oh, so goodness. if if people who are pregnant 
do that like early genetic testing and know that their child is going to be born with a disability, they will immediately get on the wait list um, for the class waiver. And then their kids still probably will not receive services until they're like 10, 12. So just think about like all of the developmental milestones that you're missing in those first really critical yeah years of life so um still lots of work to be done but um yeah anyways that's what heart and harmony works under and they do home health primarily um so it was a lot of driving to clients in their homes seeing people that way um they also had some other contracts with facilities around DFW, um, I did some groups at like a neuro rehab facility. Um, if you live in Texas, you might know Baylor Scott and White, which is like a really prominent um, healthcare system there. And that's where we were. Um, gosh, what else? They, they have a contract with a birthing center, which is something that really initially drew me to Heart and Harmony. I was super interested in doing like music therapy assisted childbirth. Um, and just given the circumstances of COVID and my internship, I never got to um, be present for any sort of uh, music therapy assisted childbirth things, but that is something that Heart and Harmony offers, which I think is super unique and very cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, primarily seeing um, clients with disabilities in their homes uh, was the majority of my internship. Well, yeah. And it, it and Heart and Harmony is a great, wonderful, incredible company, and they're always hiring because they are just yeah. always expanding services. So if you need a job, hit them up. <laughs> yes, them. and they, I, yeah, I have to just like praise Heart and Harmony for all the work that they do, and yeah, the fact that they are like always taking on new clients um, just kind of speaks to like the integrity of their business, and they offer benefits, which is not always something that music therapists have access to. Um, They pay a very fair salary. And that is like a big focus of their business model is like treating music therapists Mm -hmm. fairly um, and paying them fairly for, you know, the work that they do. Um, So yeah, if you ever need a job in the DFW area, Heart and Harmony I can't recommend it enough. If I had wanted to stay in that area, I I definitely would have been interested in in staying on with them. But mm. um, yeah, they're great. I, I'm so glad that um, it worked out that way. That yeah. that's where I did my internship, and I got to live with Danielle, which was perfect. Oh, it was such a great time. I'll never forget coming home to Emily and calling Tyler on the phone and being like, "So I may move to Florida," and Emily was like, "What? What are you? What?" <laughs> I think for me, it was just a timeline of everything. Like you were going to move and then come back for your bachelorette and then go do your like first day of work and then do your wedding. I was like, oh my God, yeah, (laughs) how are you going to do this? But she did it. We did it. Again, (laughs) is a crazy person and she's amazing, but thanks babe. Yeah, I know it was crazy. (laughs) She, Emily was like cautiously optimistic. She was like, okay, so this is what you're signing yourself up for. Okay. Okay. I'll support you, but you're being psycho. (laughs) (laughs) so talk about leaving the dfw area your transition back to nashville and like finding jobs yeah like what the heck how'd you get to where you are now so man it's 
it was tough. It was really tough. Um, <laughs> initially, I moved back. Um, the only prospect that I had was teaching music together, um, which is not music therapy, but it is basically like a music class for young kids and their families. Um, and it was just kind of the only way that I saw I could get my foot in the door to be back in Nashville, which is what I really wanted. Um, so yeah, I, I started teaching as many classes as I could there. And I was kind of talking with my boss there about starting some sort of music therapy practice, um, just kind of under her business. Cause she has a beautiful studio and space and a bunch of instruments. And I was like, maybe I can start seeing people privately here. Um, and then before all of that kind of came to fruition, a mutual friend of, uh, Danielle and I, her name is Jess. She, shout um, yeah, shout out Jess. She works at Vanderbilt now. She's a music therapist at, um, Vandy Children's and, she, but before she got her job at Vandy, she was doing contract work with this woman named Adessa and, um, when Jess got her job at Vandy, Odessa needed people to cover Jess's old groups and Jess recommended me. And um, that's kind of how I started doing music therapy groups. And um, I'm still doing like all those groups now um, under Odessa. So right now I'm seeing, or I have a group um, with men with intimacy disorder. I see um, 13 to 18 year old boys in juvenile detention and, um, some like random, more like psych focus groups at like rehab facilities. Um, and I have some groups in like drug and alcohol, um, addiction, like rehab places. So a lot of different groups under her, I'm starting, um, an eating disorder group with her soon, which I'm really excited about. Um, yeah, and then a classmate of ours, Lydia, um, Lydia Billings, she started the music therapy program at this place called Project Play. It's a private practice that sends all sorts of therapies into the schools, into public schools in Nashville. And um, I had reached out to her during my internship and was just wondering if they might be hiring anytime soon. And at the time they were not, but, um, gosh, when did I start there? In the winter, a little bit before Christmas, Lydia reached out to me and, and said that they were going to be hiring. And so, um, yeah, I started with them in January. So the second half of the school year this year and, and have just been seeing students in, um, special ed through project play. Um, and I'm still teaching music together on Saturdays. So <laughs> oh, that's a lot of things, bro. So you do early ed to adults with intimacy disorders. Like that is your range. Yes. That is insane. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a big range, but I really, and this is something that I have found really fulfilling about contract work is just all of the different populations that I get to work with yeah. um, has been really valuable for me. I feel like especially just, being you know this is my first year working like getting all of this experience with all different kinds of people has been 
super valuable to me and and really fulfilling like I don't if if one place came to me and said we want to hire you full-time make you an employee it would be a really hard decision for me because I really love the variety that I get in my week and um it just keeps things really fresh for me, which um, I feel like is so important to kind of combat burnout too. And I'm sure y'all mm-hmm. see this like in the hospital as well, just getting to work on so many different floors and like mm-hmm. see so many different people. It just keep th- keeps things exciting and um, makes you use your brain in, in all sorts of different ways, which I really love. You're so cool. Oh, you're <laughs> cool. What is your, what's your schedule? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Like, how do you Ooh, balance? Okay. Things? So it's it's really weird right now because of summers. So um, I'm not I'm seeing two of my students because they qualified for like summer services, and I'm doing a random eval for one student. But um, not a lot of school heavy work right now. It's uh, basically just all my site groups, and I'm teaching on Friday and Saturday right now. And um, yeah, just kind of seeing my two students randomly throughout the week. But in the fall, I'll have a lot more consistency. Um, so I was just telling my roommates this last night, but ideally in the fall, my schedule will look like Monday morning, seeing students in the evening. On Mondays, I'll have um, a PHP group for drug and alcohol addiction. And then um, in the evenings, I'll go to juvenile detention. Tuesday mornings, seeing students. Tuesday afternoon intimacy intimacy disorder and then potentially the eating disorder group Wednesday Thursday Friday seeing students all day in the schools and then Saturdays I'm going to teach um so yeah lots going on (laughs) that's so wild do you begin at a time and end at a general time or like are you working like 9 a.m break 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 7 p.m that's a good question um so when I'm seeing students I I don't know what my schedule is going to look like in the fall I don't know what students I'll be seeing but usually like I'll be driving from school to school um yeah sometimes I'll see a few students at the same school but typically I'll be driving from from school to school um, which allows for, you know, some decompression time, some break time. Yeah, some like transition um, time mentally, I'm sure. Yes. I feel like I've talked to Danielle about this, but the transition from going, because I did this in the um, last school semester as well, but going from seeing students then to um, doing the more psych-focused groups, it definitely is such a mental shift that I have to make just kind of in the car ride over (laughs) um which has been interesting to navigate um because I mean you guys know like school-based services look so different than doing like a behavioral health group um so yeah that's been interesting to navigate but again like I wouldn't want it any different way like I Mm. love getting to experience all of that within one day like that's so cool that <laughs> that's awesome our profession allows for oh my gosh so much that's variety and yeah mm-hmm, yeah yeah um but yeah usually I, I, I'll probably get to school around like eight in the morning um 
and then Monday and Tuesday are like long days I'll usually get home around like seven um and then Wednesday Thursday Friday obviously like students are just in school until three so I usually get home um around four if I'm seeing students all day um on any given day so yeah when are your groups on Saturdays um I teach three classes, maybe four. So I usually get home around like two or three, um, get there at like nine. So I have so many questions. I do too. You Ask know. away. Well, this one might be a sticky question, but I'm genuinely curious. You have a lot of moving parts, right? And yeah, minus the like, just so many things. Do you feel like you're able to supplement your income well with that many parts? Yes, which has been a big relief, you know, like I moved back to Nashville having almost no prospects and like (laughs) was very concerned about how I was going to support myself financially. Yeah. Um, But slowly and surely, like things came together. I'll be honest, like it is difficult to make a clear budget because my schedule does change so much and the money coming in changes quite often it's more consistent when school is happening but um especially in the summer and like on breaks and stuff um it is just kind of up and down so you know that that I think you know that is something you need to consider when doing contract work like would you benefit from having a salary and being able to budget in that way um or does your situation and circumstances allow for like more flexibility not to say that I'm like stressed for money or or anything like that Mm -hmm. I'm also a single female who doesn't have any (laughs) like serious responsibilities to pay for so (laughs) that's also a factor I'm sure but and you have roommates um, right yes yes I have two roommates and we have um a great deal for for Nashville um so yeah I'm I'm comfortable right now Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of a lot of factors that go into that for sure and if you cancel a group or whatever like you don't get paid so like let's say you want to take a week-long vacation you don't get paid this is true okay this is true yeah um no PTO yeah no benefits which you know is obviously a cause for concern right now given that I'm 24 I am still on my parents insurance so I'm going to ride that as long as I can and (laughs) (laughs) just figure it out as I go along yeah Yeah. Mm. because I feel like kind of like I was saying earlier this has been a really beneficial time for me to just kind of get experience with a lot of different populations and um when it becomes necessary for me to get a salary job with benefits I feel like this is setting me up for the potential of that like when it's necessary um when I when I say when it's necessary I mean when I turn 26 (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) No, but you are, you're making so many, like, you're making connections with people and you are like just developing your skills, your skill set in a variety mm-hmm. of ways that really will. It's like a jumping board. You could go anywhere or you could sustain, like, who knows what's going to come from what you're doing right now. Um, totally. The opportunity to be everywhere 
means that more people know about music therapy and more people know you. And that seems Mm. like a great way to set yourself up for success long-term. A huge theme that I've heard throughout all of this is connections. You have gotten so many of these gigs through the people you knew in school. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know that that was definitely something I wanted to bring up to just like speak to the power of connections and networking. Um, really relying on yeah my peers in school my classmates um who have now become like co-workers you know that's a really cool transition to see um but you're so right literally all the jobs that I have including my teaching job are from connections that I made at Belmont like in the music therapy program so yes if you're still in school just really hold on to those connections in a, in a way that feels genuine to you too right like mm. don't feel I don't know I just would caution people against pursuing connection in undergrad based on what can this person do for me in the future right like just kind of nurturing those friendships that you make knowing that in the future that could lead to really fruitful you know employment and work for you Um, but really just, you know, at the heart of it, like nurturing the friendships that you make and the people that you meet. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds more about relationship than like totally networking, if you will. Yes. Yes. That's a a really good way to put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. it's mutually, it's meant to be mutually beneficial, not just like a one way thing. Cause like, I wouldn't have even considered coming here for this job if I hadn't known Morgan, like why would I have gone to Florida? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I've had people. I'm not going to lie, come through the woodwork that have, I've not had relationship with Mm. like ask Mm -hmm. favors or like ask for jobs. And I try to connect them as much as I can, but it's just different because I don't know them personally. I don't know their skill set to be able to help them find what they need. I give them what I can, but it's just different. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point. So Danielle wrote um, the word connections on her phone and I thought she was trying to tell me something. So my brain went a different direction. So I'm going to ask her I was reminding myself that. I'm going to ask my question. Um, You, again, work in so many different populations at once. And I'm curious how often or if you are able to like see the tethers between the populations. We like Mm. to have the conversation and I guess Pete's Medical is a smaller world. I, I, I recognize that. We like to have the conversation about how something we're doing with child or an adolescent that's dealing with a mental health issue can look very similar Mm -hmm. to something that I'm doing with a kid that's on sedation in the ICU. Yeah. It's just different, but yet it's the same. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if you've experienced that with your very wide range of populations. And I recognize that's a good question. No, I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is just like the power of music, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, what our field is is based on and founded upon and just seeing how powerful uh music can be in assisting people in in all sorts of different different areas of their life whether it be doing a lyric analysis with a psych group and seeing how it like makes people think in a different way and and opens their mind to how music can be really relatable and and help them through difficult times in their life and then seeing students in the school like I mean it's so different right like music is assisting them in more uh emotional social goals like 
physical communication goals, things like that. But at the end of the day, like music is still the basis for all of the healing and growth that Mm. happens in the groups or in the schools. And um, yeah, I think, I think that's just like really cool to, to witness and to see firsthand just like how powerful music really is. I feel like it's hard to grasp when you're in school, like what music therapy even is sometimes. Like I really struggled with that in undergrad. I remember I, we watched a video of someone doing rhythmic uh, gait stimulation or auditory stimulation. They were, yes, RAS. And uh, it was a music therapist. They were playing guitar and obviously, you know, the person was in training to the rhythm of the guitar and their gait speed was increasing. And I remember asking Dr. Ferrer this, uh, I raised my hand and I was like, Dr. Ferrer, like, couldn't anyone with a guitar do this? Couldn't anyone mm. who knows how to play guitar do RAS? Yeah. And uh, she was like, I mean, technically they could, but this person is a music therapist therefore it is music therapy and that honestly is something that I still struggle with a little bit um just doing the work that I do every day I'm I think I invalidate myself a lot I'm like Mm. oh couldn't any musician do this couldn't anyone Mm. who knows how to play guitar do this um so yeah, I don't know. That yeah. has been just a really big question for me. I think in undergrad that has somewhat lingered into my professional career, but um yeah, I don't know. What what are y'all's thoughts on that? I'm curious. <laughs> That's a wonderful question and just like a wonderful thought in general because I feel like so many new professionals think that and like yeah, experience that if it's either from invalidating yourself or from like continual advocacy and you're telling people and you're telling people and you're like, wait, do I believe what I'm saying? Like, what do I actually yeah. think? Yeah. Um, it's really easy to feel invalidated though. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I want to speak to like what the difference is, right? Like what is the difference? What does set us apart from um, a musician on the street? And I think I mean, obviously it's the knowledge and the training, right? Because like, why would a musician on the street even think to do RAS? Literally. Like, wait, that's so true. That's so true. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, like we all can rock out to a song on the guitar, but like the music therapist is thinking about the why behind why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. And like how, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, they're thinking even like how the person is responding. Like we're so extrinsically focused. Like we are so steady in our music and our musicianship that we're so Mm. focused on the other person that all of our music wraps around them. And it's a, we know how to Mm. manipulate it in a way that you could probably infer, I guess, but like, why would you try to like, just like she said, like, why, why would you be doing that? And you know, like, I feel that all the time with like, working with littles and Hemonk specifically where we're doing a lot of like Elsa and Frozen and Moana and we're playing instruments and I'm singing a song. It's like, yeah, anybody could do this, but I'm the one looking for how, like, are they making eye contact? Are they smiling throughout the session? Are they socializing with their parents? How are their parents engaging with them? Is this increasing their vocalization? Is this increasing their fine and gross motor skills? How is this impacting their 
view of hospital staff who are coming in the room. Oh, it makes them more receptive to hospital staff. So the difference is just like the why behind what we're doing. We're not doing anything pointlessly. Whereas a musician is playing music to play music, but we are playing music to reach a goal. Yeah. There's purpose behind literally. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I literally just got chills when you said that, like, that's (laughs) so true. That was so enlightening for me to hear, even as a board certified music therapist who has been practicing (laughs) for almost a year, like, um, it's so valid though. I really appreciate that perspective. Just the thinking about the why behind the music and being able to evaluate all of those external things that that we're constantly looking for um yeah and it's valid in a world that does not widely know about music therapy because it's like we get all the time like guitar lady like you're just playing music for fun like and I I face that question every single day what am I even doing like could could somebody else do this and you probably get paid less or like like whatever like do I really have to be doing this but there is so much purpose to what we do yeah and I think leaning back on like the academic side of it in some ways like for me when I need validation sometimes I go to research and I know that's a nerdy thing mm. but I'll be like you know what no that's good go look at yeah. it and I'm gonna be like brain come on yeah. we know what we're doing like um I love looking at resources for that validation and my favorite part is when I find something that I've been doing and I like read about it and I'm like oh my gosh look at me I do this and it is something that is reputable evidence-based all that jazzy jazz yeah um yeah outside of that even just leaning back on that academics that we went through like the training that we went through we we have the self-awareness to see how our brains work and yet we don't and I think this is evident in the way that you can advocate advocate about music therapy all day you can tell someone about it tell someone about it when you bring them in the room and they watch you they see right every time right most of the time yeah. <laughs> 75% of the time they see it and I think that's the difference is like they see our brains working we can explain mm-hmm. everything that we saw to them they see how the individual engaged and then afterwards we debrief with them and tell them this is what we saw what did you see and they're like oh my gosh you saw oh, oh there's a lot to this and you're yeah. like yeah right yes no that is such a good point because I feel like a lot of times I just lean more so on the magic of the music you know mm. that we see so often in the people that we work with like just how powerful music is for people who are in need of it yeah. and I feel like I tend to lean more so on that sometimes than the research the evidence mm. and so that's a really good reminder for new professionals for people you know people who aren't new professionals you know to to really expand your knowledge on on the research and um and like dive more into that I think that's really cool you bring up such like an incredible point like as a new professional like being a year outside of the education piece you do lose like the reminder or in the structure of like what you're doing and I just appreciate you so much for being so vulnerable to like even ask that question I feel like some music therapists wouldn't even dare to like speak that aloud and you Mm -hmm. went there you did (laughs) I appreciate so much I mean yeah, I mean, I'm, I I hope that that was helpful for people and like, just know if you feel that way, if you're not alone. Like, no, no, I'm I sure. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I want to note something that you said just a second ago, though, too, about the magic of the music. 
there is so mm. much value in a shared music making mm. experience that is managed by a music therapist, but it really just is that shared space. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be research and it doesn't have to be academic mm. goal-based blah, blah, blah. There's still so mm-hmm. much value there that it's gray. And I think that's why it's hard to hold it as the value that it yeah. is, but it, it's still yeah. there. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be... Mm. The research helps remind me, but at the same time, the relationship is is half the battle and half of what we do. Well, and so I had a behavioral health group today, and we did this really heady lyric analysis of a Noah Kahn song. And mm-hmm. honestly, I think they got more benefit out of the sing-along of Let It Go at the <laughs> end than they did the lyric analysis. I had the same experience in my group <laughs> yesterday. We did a lyric analysis of Closer to Fine by the Indigo Girls, which is nice. a stellar, stellar song for lyric analysis if you need one. But we, that was the first half of the group because the groups are two hours. And so Ooh. second hour, I know, Dog. long groups, um, which is awesome because we get to talk about it in like so much depth. But um, the second hour we did like a playlist of my life activity. So, you know, we break the timeline of our lives up into certain chunks and then we associate a song with different mm. areas of our life um and it was awesome like people were sharing their songs and the song that we ended on was lean on me someone shared lean on me for their middle school song it was like their middle school graduation song that they yeah. sang um and and everyone was singing along and at the end of the group they were like the vibes in here are so good right now <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah it's like it's so true sometimes at the end of the day like the music is really what carries um the relationship and fostering community outside of when you're there you know like I my hope is that they like continue that activity after I've gone and are like sharing music with each other and that Mm. that you know forms connections outside of the group you know so good that shared space man it means so much and like Mm -hmm. I think we under I think we undervalue it and that's not the word I want like we don't recognize its value um so often because it is that gray space and like both can exist at the same time that like all the nitty-gritty like very goal-based stuff is awesome at the same time that like you just said in both of your experiences providing space to experience music in a group can be life-changing honestly yeah 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 let it let it go was life-changing to me. <laughs> no, I'm so glad. It was so funny. I mean, the intern was with me and she was like, I didn't mm-hmm. know adolescents could get so hype to let it go. I'm like, bro, this is the song that they scream sing every single time. It does not matter how angsty they are. They are scream sing let it go. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. Yeah. It's, it's a do. hit. So I want our last question to be um, to the people who are looking to graduate soon, finishing internship soon who may be in the same spot as you are trying to move back to a place with like little you know, <laughs> few promises of like what that will be like yes what, what what advice do you give to new professionals that may end up pursuing contract work and just like trying to figure out what to do with their lives man I don't know if I have any super, <laughs> like concise advice other than to just really trust your skills and trust that the connections and the education and the knowledge that you have are going to carry you Mm. for me it was so much about 
connections about reaching out to people who I knew in Nashville um, and taking every opportunity that was presented to me um, Mm. was, was really key. Um, Even, you know, like my teaching job, which is not music therapy, um, anything that was going to get my foot in the door, I was willing to do. So I think just having a, a mindset of being willing and having an open mind to um, different opportunities, even if they're music therapy adjacent and not exactly mm-hmm. what you want to be doing. Um, and not to say that I don't love teaching. I do. But since this is, you know, a music therapy podcast, <laughs> we're talking about music therapy. So um, yeah, I think just really having a willingness to take opportunities and um, I encourage you to not get discouraged because it's so easy to get down on yourself. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, me a year ago, I was, I was in a rough spot. Like I was mm-hmm. in bad shape. I was like, what am I doing with my life? Is this ever going to work out? I just, I didn't believe in myself at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so I would just encourage new grads to Trust that it's going to work out even when it doesn't feel like it's going to work out at all, because that's exactly where I was. Um, and it ended up working out for me. So, <laughs> well, and don't sell yourself, I don't, know. don't sell yourself short because you were a couple of months into internship and we were living together and you were already emailing people that you knew in the Nashville area, people that you knew from school, like you were putting in the work to mm-hmm make those connections happen. And like those conversations that happened a month or two into your internship are what helped you a year later. So definitely give yourself credit because you put in a lot of hard work to set yourself up for all of this to come to fruition. So I think that's Mm -hmm. important to like realize and highlight. I appreciate that. Yeah. I would would add to that, just like fostering those connections of, of the spot that you want to end up in, um, is, is super important. But yeah, honestly, I don't know. I still don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> do any of us? Do any of us really know? You let me no. tell you, like you're one of my besties, and like I know you. In this conversation, I'm like, holy, sh- she's got her ish together. Like you, you, the way you talk, you. D- <laughs> I truly from, don't. represent yourself from very the inside well. and the outside. You are incredible just like what you've built oh, and man. you have to Thank give you. yourself credit like you're doing such amazing things Thank like I we that. we've been talking a lot lately about the impact that we forget to notice like mm-hmm. we you're not acknowledging the impact that you're having on so many people like that's incredible it may take a minute to be like oh, oh my god I do all of these groups for like two hours and in these schools and like these lessons like you are impacting lives that's awesome you're like impacting you're impacting like individual lives, but then you're also impacting lives beyond the microsystem of the lives. So think about that. Every kid that, what bro, <laughs> deep your look, um, any kid that you engage with that builds this relationship with music might engage with their family better, might be more appropriate at mm. school. All the goals you're working on, they generalize beyond you. Every mm. group that you see, every person that doesn't talk or might not engage, you do not know what's going on in their heads. Mm-hmm. You are positively impacting endless amounts of people that then positively impact endless amounts of people. Um, and it's so 
mind-blowing that it's like hard to hold but at the same time it's so important that you honor it because that's the stuff that keeps you going or that's the stuff that keeps me going yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah wow well thank you for saying that and I could say the same thing for you guys too you know just all the kids and families that you guys see every day you know and yeah it's easy I mean I just it is. It is. It's easy it to really put your is. head down and get in the woods and be yeah. like, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. is hard instead of like, this is hard and it's worth it. Or like, this is hard and I'm yeah. doing good things. Yeah. It's allowed to be better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have to remind myself of that so much. Like, Me too. This, is, uh, this is hard for all sorts of different reasons, but I literally would not want to be doing anything else. Like, mm, the work right. that we that we get to do is so fulfilling and powerful and we get to see how it impacts people and um yeah just really holding that dear is like what gets me through um if you could like manifest your life like one year from now would it be the same or would it be different good question Mm, that's a really good question I think I, I I I didn't talk about this at all but I would love to go back to school and um, get a master's in counseling Mm. just because I feel like the groups, especially obviously the psych groups that I do, sometimes I just, I want to deepen those skills, right? Mm, Like I want to deepen those counseling skills um, and be just really well equipped to assist people. And so, yeah, I don't know, maybe a year from now, that looks like being in school full-time I'm not sure um but apart from school just thinking music therapy work world um I would love to just honestly be doing what I'm doing um yeah yeah I feel very content and fulfilled with all of the different people and um and things that I get to do throughout the week um you know eventually I feel like I will have to choose one avenue to focus on and really commit myself to one, but I really am like super content with how things are right now. So that's awesome. That's so good to hear, especially, I mean, as your BF, like as your best friend, but like as like a student to be able to hear like this type of music therapy is possible and fruitful and fulfilling and sustains your life financially. Like that's huge. You don't have to work at one place. You can contract. It is possible. It is possible. And if anyone has like further questions about contract work, I'm happy to like give you all my contact info and people can like email me or DM me on Instagram or whatever you want to do. What's your Instagram handle? Um, I actually have to check. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) I always forget if the underscore is before or after. Okay, it is underscore M ham. So underscore E M H A M. Heck yeah. <laughs> and we'll yes. share your we'll share your, your handle on like our uh, on our Instagram when this episode drops. So cool. Thank you so Music much. Therapy for influencer. <laughs> Heck yeah, Queen. Um, thank you so much for coming on with us today. And this was just amazing very lovely thanks for having me guys this was so fun I've been wanting to chat with you guys on your podcast (laughs) forever I'm so glad you guys finally had me on Emily was was like I'll be a guest (laughs) 
day one. <laughs> You're here for the long haul. We love it. No, I listen to all the episodes. Like I'm y'all's biggest fan, and I'm so glad that this podcast is available as a resource for uh, students, for graduates, for professionals. Like you guys just hit, you know, all the different groups of of people, and it's it's really valuable. So I appreciate that a lot. I love you. I love you too, Dan, and I love you too, Morgan. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs>